ladies of Read, Watch, and Wine, Raya, Trina, and Lynn. And we're here today to bring our book to movie adaptation of Willy Wonka. Oh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. By Roald Dolph. And the book was published in 1964. That ain't that old. 64? Yeah. It's not that old. It's not? Yeah. In book world, maybe. Um, Not a human world. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Just in right? The 60s was a good year. Yeah. And at the same time, we are going to be talking about the, the adaptations from 1971, which is uh, Charlie and Clark Chocolate Factory. Then the Willy Wonka, which is the 2007 version. Mm-hmm. And then the 2023 version. So uh, many. 2005 was a Johnny Depp. Wonka. I knew it was one of the new Yeah. Okay. I do have some stories to say about that. But before we get into that, let's talk about our wine. <laughs> so today we are drinking Flow. So this wine, Flow. And Flow, by the way, stands for For the Love of. For the Love of. For the Love of. But it's a wine by Marcus Johnson. And for those of you from the Washington, D.C. area, I'm sure you're familiar with him because he's a very popular jazz um, player. And he plays all throughout Washington, D.C. He's very popular and you can hear him on our local radio station. Although I, I know you can hear him throughout the country, but he's just very popular in this area. But anyway, he has a wine. that's a Cabernet Savion. <laughs> Um, and uh, it's really good. So, and I have a little autograph by him too. So nice. But anyway, check it out, and you can get it at any local um, wine store and the DMV. Okay, so thank back- you, Trina. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> back to Wonka. Anyway, I have some interesting facts about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Willy Wonka. Is today the Fun Fact Day International? Hmm. I Never know. mind. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, so interestingly, when I was watching the adaptation of the 1971 version, um, which I think is the first adaptation of the book, Gene Wilder version. So there were a lots of theories because people wanted to know why they changed the name to Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory rather than Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, which was what the name of the book was. And so the theories were that, let's see, the producer was also working on a project with Quaker Oats. Quaker Oats was about to start a chocolate bar, chocolate candy. Mm. And they wanted to link this movie with the chocolate. So they were going to name their chocolate Wonka bars. And so that's why they wanted Wonka to be like at the forefront of the movie. So it resonated in people's heads. And then the other theory is that when this movie was released, it was also during the Vietnam War or during that whole wartime. And Charlie was a name that was used to describe the enemy. And so they didn't want people to see the title and think that it was a war movie. They wanted them to know it was a kid's movie. So that's some of the theories as to why they didn't just name the movie Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Because I was wondering that. Like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that name. So why didn't they just name it? Like, was so there how does that feel to like have to know a fact and just got to Google it and figure know what it out? About. So, so anyway, I've is there talking- a Wonka bar? Was there a Wonka bar? I don't know of a Wonka bar. I did not. Maybe Lynn will go down that rabbit hole because I did not. <laughs> like Quaker Oaks dropped the ball on that one. They did. They did. 
Now let's get back to the book, which I enjoy listening. I listened to it actually on Audible. I didn't read the book. You what? Or I listened to the book. No, you what? You what about the book? It was a cute book, but it just brought me back to like how we've been reading some of these fairy tales that Rhea keeps recommending that we read and how fairy tales are really just not the kids' stories that we grew up thinking they were. Like they're this warped, this warped sort of scary situation. but. I don't know. I grew up thinking all of these were just kids' stories, and they were not kids' stories. Lullabies, fairy tales, they're all not made for children. They're made like to, to remind children, hey, don't follow the Pied Piper down the street because he's going to eat you. Exactly. Exactly. So it just reminded me of that, but it wasn't as horrific as the other one, that The Little Mermaid, where I was just devastated at the end of Gosh. it. But just the whole treatment of the kids and that whole lesson learned to like, as far as their behavior. Yeah. That was just some harsh, scared, straight mess. That was the original scared straight. (laughs) Yep. I enjoyed the book. I mean, I listened to it also on Audible. 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 (laughs) Wait, rewind. Back it up again. Yeah, there you go. No reverse, just ignore me. Um, on Audible, and I kind of not that this is a critique to Audible, but I wish it was like a little bit more theatric because I was kind of picturing that in my head. But I still all in all enjoyed the story because um I really I mean, the one thing I really hoped the book would tell me was why all the grandparents were stuck in one bed for 20 years. <laughs> and then like, why? And then the grandpa Joe just gets up and starts dancing. What were you doing for 20 years? If you knew you could walk, why didn't you get a job? It was, he didn't have anything to motivate him. And so when he got excited, it just changed his life. And so the spirit got in him. He's been eating cabbage soup for 20 years and cabbage water. So the golden ticket is what made you walk again. Yeah, I just had so many questions like I reading it. Not in a bad way. Like, <laughs> I was really hoping that the book gave me that explanation. That was the comedy in it. It was unbelievable. Was but it was really, well, I, okay, my pick. I love it, of course. But to me, it was like, that is really part of a kid's imagination. And every time they come around, the grandparents are in the bed because they're too old to do anything else. Oh, maybe. Well, maybe that is. I, I feel more comfortable with that being like. Because uh, they the couldn't stay versus... in the bed. They're eating, like you said, cabbage, water. water. Cabbage makes you go. You're not or staying in the bed. You could be perpetuating a stereotype that people who are in poverty don't do anything and don't work and lay around all day. Well, he could, but that wasn't his mother. So it was it was just the older people. Like they've worked so That's hard true. that they kind of just chill. Okay. That's why I just, you know, they wait for him to come home from school so they can be so excited to see that grandbaby. Oh, but it was a okay. cute story. Um, I certainly remember reading it when we were younger, but so it was nice to have a little refresher. I've never read it before. You didn't? Oh my gosh, I, st- no. I think I actually still have that that book. Between that and Pippi Longstocking, I think I still have the old books. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Um. So yeah, then I read it in maybe elementary school or something like that. I never registered to read it. I mean, I knew it would be based on the book, but I don't know. Never read it. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about the 1971 version. <laughs> I mean, I liked it. Um, I remember when that one came out. So this is not like this is probably the hundredth time I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it because I feel like the characters in that were true to what I thought they should be based on the book. Mm-hmm. Just how they looked and acted and ratty little brat, brat, brats. 
Um, so, I mean, I liked it. It's interesting to me to look at just the film, the set and mm-hmm. how they did things back then. You kind of forget about that as time goes on, you know. Right. 40, 50 years later. But, you know, they really did a good job because even though I was watching it and you can clearly see that, you know, it's a dated movie. I actually thought that they did a really good job with the graphics and I think that movie aged well. Yeah. The only thing that really didn't age well for me was the TV screen. Oh. <laughs> they were in somebody's closet and <laughs> I was thinking to myself, this is straight somebody's closet. It was pretty funny just watching that scene. But anyway. So the storyline was great to me. I think it lined up with the book well. But I tell you what, uh, the creepy man with the scar on his face. They kept, kept coming up to the kids and, and just grabbing them. And the and, kids just going with them. And where are the parents? Right. Oh, my thing was like, he was in you know, Germany. And then next thing you know, he's next to Charlie. It's like, how did you get this far? Right. Mr. Slugworth, like, was the... And then also, like, I had questions about elevator. how the... That's what I was thinking, too. Was the golden ticket was only found by children, which I know was supposed to only be by my children. But how did Slugworth, which is actually on the same team as Willy Wonka, how did he get there? Was it planted? Like, how did they know? Yeah. But um, my favorite character from... I, I just, I don't know why it's completely irrelevant. And the person that she wasn't in the book was the teacher mm-hmm. um, who was like talking about <laughs> the math and stuff. And he's like, two, I can't calculate even two bars. Let's just say you ate 20, 20%. And he's just like going on. I feel like the way he's a crappy teacher would be how I'll be the best. <laughs> don't ask me dumb questions. I can't calculate those small numbers. <laughs> now let's move on. That was so I funny. love that guy. Yeah. It's irrelevant, but I was making happy. I like the gum chewer. Oh my gosh. And I, had this gum for three months. Some nasty mess. Behind her ear. It's like, I remember people doing that though. I never did it, but I do remember people doing it. We would stick it on the back of her hand. Oh yeah. I would stick mine on my hand and it would just be on my hand all day until I wanted it again and then I eat it. But behind my ear, have you ever smelled behind somebody's ear? It's not a good smell. That's nasty. I don't think I've intentionally ever smelled behind anybody's ear. Let me see. But I can't imagine. Of course the sisters would do that. (laughs) It's like smelling toe cheese. Like that's nasty. Gosh, yeah. I do remember sticking it on the back of my hand, like if I'm eating dinner and I would do that when I was younger and then after dinner, I put it back in my mouth. Mm -hmm. But three months, I've never been a gum chewer. So like that's so left field, like put it on my hand, eat dinner, come back with, take a shower. It's still that. That just doesn't register. Well, you know, I just feel like it wasn't so accessible way back when, like when we got a pack of gum, it was just like gold. And like now it's like gum is everywhere. And honestly, you weren't supposed to be chewing it all the time because then it's going to mess up your teeth. But of course, I never had any cavities. I didn't have that problem. Do you have any now? (laughs) Okay. All right. So let's move. I got my first cavity at 55. So I just want to. That's why she's teasing me. Whatever. No, let's move to the 2005 version with Johnny Depp. Wait, can I tell you something really funny? (laughs) So just in case anybody's ever looking or streaming for something, it's talking about that gum issue. I was watching TV the other day and it was extreme something or extreme habits. And there was a lady who was so obsessed with being cheap. She takes gum and you know, a pill container Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. She chews the gum all day. She takes it out of her mouth on Monday, puts it inside the Monday container, puts it in the refrigerator, opens it. She just, just Tuesday. My strange addiction and she's like super cheap. Yes. Do you remember seeing that? I, I, you have to see it because it's very nasty when we were just talking about, but honey, this chick puts it in the freezer for three days to preserve the and flavor then, and, and then takes a new one out. Oh, 
Okay, thanks for that information, Maria. That you'd like to know. Helpful. Because some people might think it's not it's not believable, but you know, that's what it is. Go ahead, sorry, move on. Yeah, that's the television that you watch. Um, okay, the 2005 Tim Burton version. Yes. Okay, so I just want to talk about Wonka because, first of all, I'm a huge Johnny Depp fan. I think he just nails every character that he plays, and he always plays the weirdo characters, and he's just really good at it. So true. But this Wonka, he made it a little more dark instead of wacky Tim Burton. And I just feel like I like the Gene Wong wacky, crazy Wonka than the dark. I don't know that I was happy with that twist, but you're right. That's a Tim Burton thing. Um, but Johnny Depp was able to jump right into it. <laughs> I think it started out a little deep, but to me, just looking, listening to his jokes were kind of funny. Like the little, hmm, keep on eating that and we'll see what happens. Yeah, his uh, little right. just in the uh, undercuts. Yeah. So I do like in this version that they went a, not fully along with the book, but a little bit more along with the book, as in the scene where he went and built the chocolate um, castle uh-huh. and for the, like, the prince and he was like oh well you know you better get eating it because it's gonna melt and he was like oh, I'm gonna live in it and that whole scene was also like in the book so yeah. I kind of like that they brought that yeah. and I also liked that and the name it went back to Charlie and the Charlie that too. Yeah, and that more than just Grandpa Joe was involved in this one to me like the other ones mm-hmm. had like maybe a sentence in the first, in the 1971 movie but this one they actually had like a role like the one grandpa was like Cussing left and right, so the dad covered Charlie's ears, and mm-hmm. they had a little bit more of an active role in this one. So I did like that one also. And me being a nerd, um, the name Veruca mm-hmm. is the name of a wart. And so when he <laughs> when uh, Veruca walks up to um, was it Johnny Depp, Willy Wonka, he says, "Wasn't Veruca like the name of a wart?" And I was like, "Yes, it is." So I got really excited. I did that like literally. So. Like, but this one also had the coin too, and I like because wasn't this the one? One of them didn't. They didn't have him find the coin or the was, coin that he lost in the in the in the other movie. Um, there was something different about how he found the bar or how he got the bar from the store. On one one of he got them. the coin that he found. The other That's one, good. it was a dollar bill. Okay, whatever it was, one of them lined up with the book. I was yeah. thinking it was the 2005 version. Um, but and I liked it because you're right. That one followed the storyline a little bit more mm-hmm. than it, it had its ad libs, like when he was a little kid and the braces thing, and yeah. trying to eat like the candy and the dad being a dentist. Like, yeah, that was a different ad lib, of course, because we had nice. to add a Tim Burton like darkness to it. Mm-hmm. But I think that they decided to actually give a little bit more background and a little more insight towards the book, which was like that scene with the uh, the castle and stuff like that. I did like that version, yeah, <laughs> or parts of it. But in all of them. The house in the middle of nowhere with all these other, I mean, you got a whole town of all of this stuff. And then this little house that's all falling apart and they're just off on their own little island. I thought that was cute. And then the house in the 2005 version had like the like expansion. Oh, yeah. That had, stuff, mm-hmm. Which is completely textbook Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. So me being a Tim Burton fan, I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I didn't like was the music, like the Oompa Loompa songs. I just did not like in the 2005 version. I, and maybe it's just because I needed the old, you know, songs, because I personally like listening to the lyrics of the song, because, of course, they sort of told what was happening and why this was happening to the little girl and, you know, or little boy. And it really kept the storyline going. I couldn't even understand what they were saying in the 2005 version. So I couldn't even follow the lyrics. 
to see how they were linking up to, to what was going on in the story. That's true. I really appreciated that in the original version of um, the, the 1971 version. Yeah. The I can't remember the last the, his first name, but um, his last name is Roy. But the person that played the Oompa Loompa that they like literally made. So he actually, so he's like four foot four. I, I Googled it. And he did the same role. He, it wasn't like, well, it was superimposed, but it wasn't superimposed to be like him like once. He literally did the same scene over 150 times to play and move different ways so he would look like different Oompa So every time you see him placed around, because it's the same guy, they he re-recorded everything. Wow. 150 times for each person. Wow. So it wasn't like a CGI of his body moving. It was literally him recorded over and over again. That's wow. crazy. The night Googled. Wow. The Google why they had like one person play it versus having different ones, different person people, and then also like, you know, if there's a laws against hiring um dwarfs or people that are shorter, like that was I started spiraling into that and then I lost oh my, my moment and then I came back to it. So back to the um, adaptation here. Uh, we went to the new one. Okay, so... Oh, wait, I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. What I really wanted to say was from the 2005 version is the the combination of Johnny Depp and Helena Dunham, um, Dunham, Bonham, I can't speak, Carter. The two of them are always a great pair. They were in, of course, like Sweeney Todd together. They just do so well that when she played Charlie's mother, mm-hmm. I was just like, it's going to be a great movie. Mm-hmm. So to mention casting for that one, I love the cast. Okay. okay. I'm not familiar with her. If you've seen a Johnny Depp movie, you've seen her. Oh, really? You probably didn't recognize yeah. the same person. Oh, okay. And was it the hand she was in? Not that far back. Oh. But so. more closer. Okay. I'll send you a list. Thanks. I appreciate that. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So much fun. I can't wait to get that list. So, but 2023. <laughs> but wait, so did, what about the cast for that one? Did you, because we talked about the cast for the 71. What about the cast for? So I just, I, I mean, I like Johnny Depp. I was just saying, but I just, it was too dark for me. Like okay. I need bright colors and rainbows and just happiness with Wonka. Okay. But I know you're never going to get that with Tim Burton. Okay. Go ahead, Lynn. Oh, I was just saying, like, I love the cast with Johnny Depp and Helena together, so. Did you have anything to add? No, not really. Okay. Well, let's talk about this 2023 version. Prequel. Yes. So, if you haven't seen it yet and or heard anything about it and we're living under a rock, <laughs> this version <laughs> is a large rock. prequel um, that kind of gave the storyline behind how Willy Wonka got his chocolate factory. Which was amazing. Yeah. I I mean, we can't really talk about the adaptation from the book, but what I will say is that they respected the storyline so much to me with this prequel because everything sort of lined up and meshed together. I think they did a phenomenal job. I love 99% of it lined up. Yeah. Yeah. Kept there was something that didn't line up, but I can't remember. I well, think it had to do with the Oompa Loompa. And the dad. Yeah, because like he never had the like had his staff and then thought somebody was spy um was spying spy everybody. Yeah. This one they just jumped into everybody or him just getting a factory and then hiring Umpalumpus to be the staff. Right. Versus having the whole paranoia and somebody spying and then firing all of them. That's the only like big difference that if they were going to reference anything from the book and or the previous movies, that's the only change that I kind of really noticed. But other than that, it was a prequel. Like there was not much to correlate by, but if they're they touch on it, 
did it justice, in my opinion. They did. And the guy that they had playing Willy Wonka as the young child, Timothy, Timothy Charlemagne. I literally he just saw him. Right was right. He's getting ready to be in another movie. Mm-hmm. Um, is it the boat movie? Charlie I can't remember. Charlie? But he, yeah. uh, his energy, his he was happy. He was so positive. He was colorful. Like I, everything about Willy Wonka that I appreciated was in this movie. It wasn't dark. I mean, it had some dark spots. But I think it was weaved in very well. He said that he was trying to really channel um, um, Gene Wilder. He did. So he said that he watched a bunch of like behind the scenes things of Gene Wilder um, for that movie, but also different ways of like his mannerisms, how he would say things, how he mm-hmm. would act, how he would be like an awkwardly like close to people when they talk, like all those things he like researched. I loved it. Uh, he did a great job. He he embodied that character. And how about role. the how about the diversity of the cast? Oh, yeah. Of course. I love that. Of course. It was so nice and well represented for 2023. I did like that they brought the original Oompa Loompa song back. And so that was like, you know, exciting when you see mm-hmm. Hugh Grant. As oh, my God. Hugh Grant. Tall and being this Oompa Loompa, but doing like the original Oompa Loompa choreography, the original Oompa Loompa song. A little bit of an accent there that I, I was like, what, what? I don't know what happened. And he was also wearing like, uh, a shark suit, which was weird too, but yeah, uh, that relevant. I, um, I enjoyed him in that role. Yeah, I cute. did too, especially how he was just like, you know, he, how he blamed him for everything. Well, <laughs> this wouldn't happen if you didn't take our four cocoa beans. Like just, <laughs> right. it was, was just cute. so funny. And then how cute. they really, I mean, how did you, how do you put like an Oompa Loompa throughout a whole prequel? you make him a part of Willy Wonka's imagination. So the fact that he kept talking about, yeah, it's a little orange man with the green hair that keeps taking my chocolates. And everyone's like, sure, dude. And I like that aspect because it added a comedic thing. Like we were all waiting to see this Oompa Loompa since we all knew what Oompa Loompa was, but of course everybody else in like the story didn't know. I did like how they um, grouped that in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did a really a phenomenal job. I enjoyed the prequel. And um, I'm hoping that there's like a middle one that comes in that's like right before the actual Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And I would love for the same gentleman to play the role because he did a great job. It was really one of my favorite scenes. Or there's a a lot, but the end when they were in the rundown factory and as he was like dancing around, now the colors started coming to life. Because I think that in the 1971 version, one of the best parts is when they open the doors and you walk into like his factory and you see everything that's edible and everything that's like lit up. That's one of like the best scenes in the 1971 version. And I was really hoping that they kind of gave that vibrant feel yes. and they were able to portray that at the end of the movie, along with Ray of Crime, you know, that oh my scene gosh. too. But what, did they call the Candyman? Because I thought I remember hearing the Candyman. Did I hear the Candyman? The Candyman can. I don't know. I don't remember. But that was the first thing that, that came was in my head factory. when I saw all the colors. Like I just, I thought of Sammy Davis Jr. singing the Candyman song. Um, because it was so vibrant. I just remember from the 1970 version, 1971 version, I, I, okay, we all know me now if you've been listening to this podcast. I really remember being in that movie there we go. and seeing the color and like, I want the candy, I want the candy, I want the candy. So this like fulfilled all of that all over again because it was so magical. So I was kind of like, at first I was underwhelmed when they were in the actual like factory when they had the storefront. 
when everybody helped her, helped him create it. Because yeah, it was so cool with the tree and the flowers and stuff, but like it didn't have that bright color because he had so much dark chocolate. But then when he went to the factory that he was actually building on his own, that's when the rainbow bridge was there. And I was at first like underwhelmed, but then they brought it back and I was like nail on the head right there. Loved yeah. it. I was okay with both, but I feel like the the scene the the scene where they were helping him was so short. Like I didn't get I didn't get to spend enough time there before they destroyed it. <laughs> spend enough time. Okay. Okay. You guys want to rate this? Let's rate this. Well, I'm sorry. I wanted to say one more thing about the sure. casting. Is I think that <laughs> I did love the diversity how you guys mentioned about the casting, but I really love that they added characters that I didn't have any like um expectation of, like Noodle. <clears throat> excuse me. Like her character, I really loved seeing that dynamic with Willie to be like, why was he so gung ho on children taking over his factory? I mean, I know they had better imagination than like adults, but I think that this movie having a bunch of children, not a bunch of like one main child that really influenced him, that really kind of circled it all back into a full circle for me. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Casting. And that little girl was awesome. Yeah. I loved New Girl. She was so good. So And on that same note, I do like the the um the way that they brought some some character to his mother. And mm-hmm. her whole presence mm-hmm. and just his whole journey of becoming a chocolate maker. Because mm-hmm. that was, of course, was where he got chocolate from. The idea and that, yeah. like, answered that question. Exactly. Yeah. So I love the way that they brought um, the mom into him. And what's the officer? Um, <laughs> cat, uh, oh, what's his cat, name? Keenan? Keenan? Yeah. Anyways, I can't remember his name right now, but his... Keenan and... It's Keenan yeah. and Kill. It's not Keenan. Not Keenan and Kill, but it's like it's something key. But it's Key and Peel is, the, yeah. is the, sh- the show they had. But right, 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 right. But uh, Michael. Key? Anyways, Keegan. Sorry, my name, my brain is going in 18 directions. But I loved that addition because Keegan. his, You're right. his like little like snide comments about like, no, I'm not going to sell out my town. I'm not going to do this. And then, oh, chocolates. When he started getting fatter. Oh, Lord. That was so funny. That was so funny. Blow up was hilarious. But then he was getting out of the car and all the candy wrappers. And he was like, you know, I've been eating these papers, but they, they don't they don't have that same hit. Things like that, that little addition that isn't a big significance in the storyline, but adding that comedic undertone. Yeah. So money, so perfect. Yeah. And Mr. Bean, <laughs> him being like the Catholic priest who was like corrupt. Oh my God. I love the casting. Yeah. yeah I'm about yeah. to go on and tangent. But yes. That's okay. So and then we gotta make this shorter because right, right. we're gonna talk for like 25 minutes about exactly. this topic. You know the podcast gotta be 30 minutes or less. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm giving the adaptations, the prequel, everything is getting a full glass of wine for me. I, I enjoyed all of them, and I feel like for the most part, they stay true to the I agree, and I gave it a full glass as well. Of course, I loved it. I've loved every one of them. Just need a little bit more time for So I give it a full glass as well, and I give it a full glass plus a little extra because I feel like it's the new version completely answered all but one question about why they were in bed between years but literally all questions that i had to understand like where it came from where it went it showed some in dynamics of really wonka of who he was and how he built who his family was point is i give it a full glass and a little bit more that equates to a full bottle from us what are we drinking again we're drinking again we're gonna let it flow we're drinking the flow i think i put your foot in right for the love of wine Mm.
Anyway, all right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Definitely check out Wonka or the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. All of them. And uh, let us know what you think on all the adaptations. Follow us on Rewatch Wine on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and that's it. Oh. Enjoy our new season, season six. Um, I cannot believe we've been working on this for six years already. As a, I mean, we've been together as a book club for uh, over a decade, but like this is like we're season six. That's amazing. Yeah. So, yay for us. I love you guys. Thank you for following us in our journey. Listen along, like, subscribe, all the above. Bye. Bye. Bye.